Welcome to Get Them On Side, our penultimate, our penultimate. Uh, that's You hate that word. It's you, isn't it? There's fewer syllables in second last. Just say second last. The penultimate show for 2020 uh, on the, on Get Them On Side, brought to you by Sportsbet, who used to be able to bring you top tote plus. <laughs> Can't do that anymore. What happened on Saturday? Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, yes. Joel Kane and Sean Omerod. Well, you say good afternoon, good evening and all that. It actually is for me because I've been last 24 hours at the Children's Hospital. Uh, by the way, oh, everything's geez. all right with the Thanks young bloke. For, oh, no. Thanks for bringing the tone of the show down. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, that's why we've got the heavy coffees here, so yes. uh, we do appreciate that. Um, but he stacked his bike, and i tell you what, it was a good lesson to wear helmets, and the great people at the Children's Hospital do a magnificent job. So everything's all right. Um, six to go, play on. But uh, I'm not diverting away from the issues. Yeah, so we, we like to give our, our customers the best of the best. So the best tote, but unfortunately... We don't have the totes to be able to get <laughs> to the customer. What tote. happened? It's the one integral part. You yeah. What happened? Yeah. Now, I have a theory, Sean, or, or Marat, hello to you. Oh, by the way, Sean, Sean is not in Warrigal anymore. Mm. Sean, there's there's a the lighting, there's a sort of glow to it. <laughs> Looks very Sydney to me. Yeah, I've got I've got the home shorts on again. It's, you'll, you'll probably notice I'm wearing a coloured shirt. That's purely because uh, I've been living out of a suitcase for the last three months this is a luxury to me it's all party down the down the bottom still but um yeah we're, we're back in uh, we're back in newtown the the warrigal wonder's been put to bed for uh forever hopefully mm. and uh we're only a couple of k's from where you boys are down there at the down there at the bunker but um yeah self-isolation for for two weeks which should be fun so okay what happens at sports bet yeah. and it's not it's tab's issue but, okay, 11 o'clock Saturday, it's a very suspicious time for a system to go down. Yeah, that's so what's ob- your theory? <laughs> I, <laughs> now you think competitors have got in behind the... No, I no, worse. Uh, Melbourne, Not the Russians. Uh, people that don't like horse racing and, ah, and, yeah. and, and people that uh, have a vested interest in, cl- in shutting the industry down. Oh, there but you that, go. that is a wild... I don't actually believe that, but that was the first thing I thought was, okay... 11 o'clock Saturday, the systems are not particularly busy, I wouldn't have thought, right? It's not 2 o'clock Saturday, it's not 4 o'clock Saturday. But if you act, if you are going to... Um, sabotage? Sabotage the TAB, what a perfect time to do it because you ruin the whole day. Yeah. So someone's... I've got no doubt that this is foul play of some sort. Not, not by a competitor, <laughs> please, I'm not saying that. I'm saying by... Um, a hacker that may may have seen uh, Anthony Van Dyke go down and oh yeah, and thought. Can I ask needs you to be done about this industry? Can I ask you a question? Mm. Did a man man land on the mood? Uh, allegedly. So you were doubting that as well? <laughs> of course, I'm doubting that. <laughs> how is it? How is it that a year before? How is it that a year before? Uh, you could barely see the Mexico Olympics on satellite, yet you could see the moon. You could see a bloke on the moon, yeah, hundreds of thousands of miles away. <laughs> yeah, there uh, you coincidence? Go. I think not. No, uh. conspiracy. <laughs> oh no, a, a system just fall goes down for a full day yeah. anyway. But by the way, congratulations! You finally got an early payout right at Sportsbet. Yeah, because normally you stuff them up, and that's where you get some worldwide publicity. But you paid out early on Biden. Mm. I don't know how it's. That it was the easiest early payout ever. But Sportsbet went first. Well done. Yes, that's right. We we led uh, CNN and all those. We called it over. It was uh, the Biden had bolted, so to speak. So well done to those who got onto him. Uh, even though he's still kicking and screaming, Donald Trump. How are you, Dan? You've been so worked up about yes. it. You and your mate Paul Murray. Yes. It's all you're talking about the bloody election. 
How are you today? Is there a letdown? There is a letdown. Is there? There is. A, thank God we got the Masters this week because that's now I could I could. There was NFL on today and I could not care less. No. Could I had my bets on and I didn't even bother watching it this morning. I just looked at the scores. Um, I, I have a theory why the American election is so engrossing and why the Australian elections aren't. That is the the broadcast. They cover elections like sport in America. Yes. Right? Where it's basically binary, win or lose, and they get into the absolutely granular details of certain uh, counties. Now, the reason they do that is to build the suspense. Everything is about the suspense and about about uh, is someone going to win or someone going to lose, whereas we, we cover it as politics. Yeah. We don't cover it as sport. So we have these boring big panels... And it's this very vanilla conversation. Mm. Whereas in America, it's all about the result, winning or losing. And it went for four or five days. And CNN, CNN normally gets about a million and a half viewers a night, right? Two million viewers, Did something like that. you tweet something out about this? It, so the night of the election, you know the numbers are going to be through the roof. But mm. the night after, when we were still in counting mode, and it was all about this suspense and about, well, the votes, are, we, we expect we expect a new ballot in an hour. Seven and a half million watched Wow. on CNN. The night after, about six million watched. Wow. And, and that was because they have mastered the art of making it a sporting event. Mm. And it's all about keeping it keeping the suspense until the full-time siren. So and you're saying that they're, they're letting people say Trump's still a chance, he's not gone. Is that what oh, you're saying? 100%. Yeah. 100%. But also it's the way, even during the count, when we actually genuinely don't know, there is a way they are doing the coverage, they are concentrating on two or three states and making that basically the election. The game. The, the game. Yeah. And, and, and I just hope TV executives in this country can learn a lesson from how it's done over there. Is this... So my young bloke, and I'll just think back to when I was nine. So my youngest of the four, I said, mate, did you hear Donald Trump has lost the presidency? He goes, yeah, yeah, Dad, I heard that. This is a nine-year-old. He goes, uh, yesterday Biden was 264, Trump was 213. Uh, but this morning it's all over because you've got to get the 270 and Biden got the 304. I don't know if those numbers are even right myself. That bang on. Bang on. Is that right? That's bang on because he was conditioned by the broadcasters. Yeah. The score, 270. That's right. Yeah. So he's he's... I would have no idea as a nine-year-old what was happening in the US. And I think it's technology and TikTok and all those sorts of things they're looking at. Yep. But he knew exactly what was going on. Exactly. It's amazing, isn't it? And that is the and there the less, less, lesson endeth, is that if you make it a sporting event, what, why is it that 100 million people watch the Super Bowl? Because it's sport and it's, it's, it's the simplest form of drama. There is a winner and there is a loser. Yep. And, and they do it absolutely brilliant. To, to manage to get four nights coverage out of a one-night event is just incredible. Incredible. Crazy. But thank you to Sportsbet, Sean, because you put up a market at about 5 o'clock on uh, Tuesday afternoon, <coughs> Wednesday afternoon. It was Origin Day. Trump $1.36, Biden $3. So I, I thought it'd be clever here, and I thought I'm, gonna, I'm just going to drop a little bomb here and just put... The bookies are usually the first to know. Oh, well, Trump. Uh, well, yeah. you you were the Book, idiots that put the odds up. Well, you what? were the bastards that put the odds well, up. Why didn't you put them on when he was a dollar fifty going into the whole thing? Who? 
Biden. Well, I, ha- I had my little bets on, but my point was I put up a tweet basically. You it was free money, did you? No. What I was saying was, because at that point it was still, everything was a swing. Everything was up in the air. Everything yeah. was up in the air. But once the book, I always follow the bookies on this stuff. And once you added a two to a three to one on, I thought, well, they know something we don't. Trump must be about to win. So I put the tweet up, and now for the next four or five days, <laughs> you idiot, what the hell would you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Stick to your lane, you dick. <laughs> so thanks, what, Sportsbet. The, thanks. The, the Sportsbet app got smashed because so many people were going to that, refreshing the live odds, refreshing mm. the live odds, yeah. you know, what's going on here. And, and, and I'm, I must admit, I was doing it myself on the half hour. It was. Um, it, it of course was, I was. I had, it, live, I had it. I had it on my thing live. I wasn't yeah. refreshing it. I was just watching it. Anyway. It was a fascinating market that that Wednesday. Like for for something so big to have so many fluctuations in the space of sort of twelve hours, it was mental. Like the at nine a.m., I've got our flux here. It was a dollar forty-five, Joe. Then by quarter past two, Trump was a dollar twelve. Wow, that was it. That was our shorty going wow. with us and Biden. The other side was five bucks, and then it was back on its head at eight thirty p.m. that night. Um, and then we decided to pay out the next morning. So for an event so big, like it's broken all records across the industry for, for turnover. It's just been, it's been mental. So it did, it genuinely smashed Origin. So Wednesday, yeah. it was um, uh, in the afternoon, the election, nighttime Origin. And you're saying Origin was smashed betting market-wise. Oh, hands, hands down. It, wow. was bigger than the, it was bigger than the day before, which was uh, the Melbourne Cup. And it, it also, it felt Whoa, 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 what? Hang on. The biggest mm. betting event we have in this country was yes. usurped by the U.S. election. Easy. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! No, I don't have the actual. Easy. I don't have the actual numbers in front of me, but the, it smashed it out of the park. Wow. And, and Origin, Origin felt sluggish as well for most of the day because it was. Yep. That was everything that everyone was tuned into. Um, it finally picked up closer to kickoff, but it didn't have the same Origin type feel in the in the lead up to it. Um, yeah, but it was a, it was a huge day. I enjoyed uh, Joel my time in Adelaide. But it didn't feel like Origin. Oh, it was a, a good game, and but there was something weird about it. Half full stadium, we're at a cricket ground. Um, the, it, it was still daylight when the game kicked off. Did you notice yeah, that? Yeah. Just everything. Just it was. It was a great event, and well done to Queensland. And thank God they won because they have now made it a real series. But um, did you get the sense? It just feels a little askew. Yeah. Well, I had a mate down there who was watching just as a fan, and and. They must ban cricket ovals from all grand finals, origins, etc. No, no, the reason being is that on the seating plan, he had gun seats. Oh, no. But because the gradient... The camber. The camber yeah, the, the ground. It, it's so long to get out there. You're so far away from the ground to start with. Yeah. I just think you've got to ban cricket grounds when it comes to big-time rugby league games. Do you agree with That's that? That's a fair... Specifically the cricket back, grounds. Yes. Because uh, did you do Perth last year? That is a fabulous ground. Yeah. And I don't think the camber is as intense, even though they play... It's essentially an AFL ground that mm. they play cricket on, not a cricket ground they play AFL on. Yeah, but that's a very interesting point you make because the SCG, it's like a it's like a, a baseball, a pitcher's mound. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, it's a yeah, very good point. But nice ground, though. Oh, lo- lovely, lovely venue, lovely place, uh, all those sorts of things. But it's just horses for courses, and rugby league is not that course. I love a city where you can actually walk to the venue. <laughs> that was brilliant. Yeah. That was absolutely but brilliant. You just walk More through. importantly, which, uh, which pub... 
did you frequent after the after the game? Did you did you make it down Hindley Street or did you? Well, we're staying. Did you retire back to the hotel? Well, that no, of course not. Uh, we're staying at Hindley Street, which I was reliably told before is the King's Cross of Adelaide. Right, right, yeah. and, and it's a real zoo. Yeah, yep. yeah, and <laughs> and I can. Yes, it was a wild show. I can accurately, <laughs> I can say that is an accurate assessment. But no, they. Uh, so our radio station in Adelaide had a function there, and they took us to this wine bar. Um, within Adelaide Oval. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Really? Like, it's one of Adelaide's... It's Adelaide's number one wine bar. In and the Oval. In the Oval. There's an Oval Hotel. There's wow. a hotel that just opened. It's like you, you'd walk into the foyer, you'd think it's a dead set Crown Towers. Wow. And... Um, and, and, of course, what happened was we ordered beer and then as soon as we realised, oh, hang on, it's Southern Cross Adelaide paying the tab, we ordered the $100 peanut. Oh, yeah. So wonderful, <laughs> wonderful night was had by all. What about, like, I get on the plane and I'm sat next to your stable mate, Mark Geyer. Yes. And Were you on that Qantas plane? The no, 955? No, no, the Virgin, no, the Virgin plane. Oh, going over. Yeah, going over. Okay. Anyway, I said, uh, we're just chatting about various things and we grew up very close to each other. We, we realised that. But anyway, I had an extra headset. And yeah. I said, mate, have you listened to the podcast, which is The Night Driver? You've got to listen to that. And he goes, oh, right. And I had him sold, right? So I said, mate, I've got some spare headsets. I said, throw them in and we can both listen on the way down there. That's so, very coupley. Yeah, it was. So, so anyway, <laughs> MG's just, you know, how do we friends and influence people? I thought I've got him over the line. Oh, no, yeah. Within 20 seconds, I can hear Metallica blasting through the, <laughs> through the headset. So no Night Driver for MG. But anyway. What was Night Driver? Oh, it's a fascinating podcast. It's a, it's a murder in, well, alleged murder in Bathurst. And they've got a few suspects. And, oh, mate, it is fascinating. Okay. One of the, one of the top podcasts going I can't going do around. the crime podcast. Yeah, I can do one every so often. Yeah. And this one has got me by the hair goings. I always feel like they're going to they're gonna sell me for 20 episodes here. And by the end of it, they're going to say, and the crime remains unsolved. Well, it is at this stage. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. you're going to invest 10 <laughs> no, hours on this No, but they're getting close. They, they may get close. Anyway, have a listen. Have a listen. All right. After you've listened to this podcast. Uh, we've got plenty to come. Uh, we're going to talk Origin 2, and Paul Gow is going to join it. One of the great fellas, yeah. Paul Gow. Because Masters, this sporting month just gets better and better. We've yeah. gone from Melbourne Cup to US election. I'm counting that as sport. By the way, by the way, there was for about two hours, I thought we'd had the best bet get up. The uh, Remember I said Trump won to 12? Oh, yeah. But I did say, did I not say, the mail-ins were going to get Biden over the line, yes. which is exactly what's happened. So I demand that I get on the politics one in four years. <laughs> yeah, I'd love that would work. Thank you. Wouldn't it? Yeah. Representing the layman. That, exactly. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> no one will remember this, but anyway, I would rather do that than this. Uh, but I love doing this show. Would you actually? You would, would you? Yeah. Not the miss, though. So the director for the last 10 minutes has been saying throw to Bambi, and then he's obviously had enough and just got hit. <laughs> just hit the button. Right. Uh, Sean Ormerod, I'm going to let you go first. We've been a bit quiet with you today. We haven't let you no. speak, essentially. So your Bambi, please. No, well, I've been in. I've been in too good of a mood. I'm back in Sydney, so nothing's really pissed me off. So I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to take a take a back seat for the oh. for this segment, unfortunately. You but something arms. Will, You're not on holidays, will, mate. Something will come to me throughout the show. Okay. Don't worry about that. All right, I've yeah. got one. Yeah, but go I'll, Dan. No, no, you go. Well, I've, I just I was I was trying to fill his because I've got. A, I want to get the exact wording of this tweet right. So very sad. The 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 Melbourne Cup and 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 Anthony Van Dyke. 
Now, did it get squeezed and then it broke its leg? I, I, because I was on it, so I was watching it. It seemed like it was trying to get through a gap, and then it, it took a bump, and then obviously yeah. it took a ho- horrible, horrible uh, turn. But it was the reaction to it. Animals Australia, a fine organisation, but they tweeted breaking. It appears the horse Anthony Van Dyke, a five-year-old stallion, has broken down. Stay tuned. And I thought, I, I, I get you are a political organisation, mm. but to hope that the horse dies just so it betters your cause. That, that's what it is, isn't it? That's mm. exactly what it is. I mean, they, they, they're specifically concentrating on this race, which unfortunately it's started to become a regular event. Mm. These European horses coming over and, and dying. Um, so that we're giving them plenty of material to work with, but there is a real uh, Schadenfreude when um, joy and other people suffering when um, this happens. Thanks, good. So, oh, uh, uh, well, don't, don't you pretend to be all smart? What have you been calling Michigan for the last forty years? Mi- Michigan, like you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I literally learned on the weekend that it's it's Michigan. But anyway, true, true story. I've been calling it Michigan. Yeah. Oh. Oh, true story. I mean, that's what I've known it as for my whole life, Michigan. I'm embarrassed to be on the same panel as you. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I found that to be a particularly distasteful uh, tweet from Animals Australia. And I thought, I wonder if they hacked the TAB at 11 o'clock oh, yeah. on Saturday morning. I don't believe that. But um, no, I just felt that that was... Um, I, I thought the animal activists, uh, there is a joy to when this mm, happens. There is. Okay. They, they, it's all, it just validates their position, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah 100%. Because that was a very sedate Bambi, the, your delivery. Well, we're talking about a dead horse. Yeah. Oh, I've got to be a little bit uh, yeah, 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 a little yeah. bit of subtlety. So you're not going to bring out your Winx thing. It's a horse. Go hard like you did a couple of months ago. Well, Winx is alive and well. Yeah. It just had um, a miscarry. What, what was yeah. Winx's problem? Yeah. Did well, it have a miscarriage? You, you, you wax lyrical about it. Well, yeah, but okay. But, uh, but I don't like horses suffering. No, no one does. I don't like horses suffering. Uh, Joel Kane. Oh, Prince of Aram, please win that Melbourne Cup. <laughs> just go back in time. I was oh, just going to win it. Um, now, mine, I actually don't have a Bambi. I'm in good spirits as well. Oh, God, you but, people are But I, I, I just, <laughs> we need to develop, I think, some kind of group to help people through this. So, for example, I had a Bambi. Well, this is what I did a couple of weeks ago. Check this out, Dan. Uh-oh. We know that you've got a plum job and we know that you're staying at nice places and you have access that normal people or regular people don't get the opportunity to do. We know that already. It is not compulsory whether it's the Dally M's or you're on the sideline of a grand final or in the box at a grand final. It is not compulsory to post a photo of your lavish life, okay? This is the photo, by the way. So, so... That's the eighth grand final we've called on Triple M footy, yeah. right? And I've never, and every year I walk away thinking I should have taken actually a photo, not necessarily to post, but I should have got the call team to take a photo because yes. it's a big, it's a special event. Yes, uh, and I just happened to post that, so yes. I was taking that for our. You, you weren't my inspiration, by the way, but I saw that and I thought that. And I, and I, oh, by no, the way, no, I saw your thing, and and I tell you what, I had the reply. You, you've tweeted at, uh, you've you've messaged at uh, Sean, office for the day, <laughs> but it was public, so I was going to respond. Well, I'm sorry. Yep. So look, there you go. Look, it, it's a, well, it's just caught fire. It, in our industry, Dan, 
We can't help ourselves. It must be shown. Here's an example. Zach Bailey, who's just behind the thing here. It's compulsory. Like you've got Brad Walter, who I, I was with at the airport, champion bloke, but it's compulsory. It's got to, It's our industry. Dean Ritchie, he's prolific for this type of activity. It, it is compulsory. There, There's the great Danica Mason. Why is it our industry? It, we're so... Oh there's, oh, there's Dean Ganane. Now, I was pointed out, they said, you like that, Joel, as you can see down the bottom. I oh, liked you did it. too. Yes, I liked it to say, it's a nice Dan, picture. Dan, I'm seeing this, I'm seeing this. It's Tate nice Wilco puts a slipper in there as well. So it's just contagious. Now, I don't want to see that. I want to see the plumber sending in what he's doing for the day. But it's our media industry, which I'm sure I've been guilty of in the past as well, but I've retired it. I'm not doing it because you know what? People don't care. But more importantly, you your mates, new material, your mates don't care. You the thing know. is, and this is a great Colin Cowherd, if you have power like you do, Dan, you don't need to exude the power. People know you've got power. You just, just, It's not compulsory, okay? Just, just relax. People know you're probably there. Just relax. Okay? I, I, I'm quite proud to take that photo and I'm happy to be there. What's the problem? Well, it's. I'm saying you're it's, saying it's, it's, it's sticking it to people. Look how good I am. It, it, that's what. It's, it's a, a humble nice brag. Picture. It's a humble brag. Is it a humble brag, Sean? Yes or no? It's a. It's a big humble brag. That's correct, Joel. Yes. But like you, I have may have been guilty of that wankerish behaviour in the past. Yes. As well. Oh yeah, but no. So Sean with the um, Newtown haircut has now. Is now <laughs> so moved I'm on calling. For... I'm calling because no one's more important than the next person. I'm calling for everyone to send in. Your office for the day. What are you doing? Send us a photo of what you're doing and make your role proud. Like Dan's yeah, proud to do it. Yeah. Be proud of what you're doing. That's what I'm saying. Now, do you realise, so the one at the grand final a couple of weeks ago was um, uh, unintentionally office for the day, right? That, <laughs> yeah. that was, here's, here's the team I work with, yes, right? It wasn't yes. necessarily office for the day. Uh, but your reaction, you realise now... I'm wearing it. I'm doing it now for the same reason that Peter Fitzsimmons wears the red bandana. Yes, despite tape. So, yeah. I would I would advise that you look at your Instagram, Joel, on yes. Wednesday yeah. at ANZ Stadium, uh, at about I guess seven thirty. Office for the day. Office for the day. And in fact, I might even word it just like that. Yeah. Just in fact, I'll tell you what. This is the old one, Sean. He's going to do it anyway. The one that, he's got it out, hasn't he? <laughs> no, the one that really shits me. Okay, now now I this is the one where I think media types are have a look at me. Yes, when they record, when they film their notes and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. And I think that's sort of saying, look how much research I've done. Oh, I have done that in the past, but not for a while. So Dan, I'm saying this that the in the world, 95 percent of people think of themselves 97 percent of the time. They don't care about all our photos going up there and that sort of thing. Mate, have you been on Instagram on a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday morning after everyone's been on the drink? All they're doing is posting selfies of themselves yes. on the drink. Yes, another another That's one for the pe- world. Another we live one, in. another one which which uh, people are very guilty of going to a wedding and they're saying, "Great to be celebrating Max and Jim or Max and oh, Betty." And they know we're in the picture. They're not even in the picture. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I propose, Sean, I propose, are we back in 2021? Yeah. I hope so. Okay. I propose a social media Bambi moratorium. Joel, every week, every single week, you are whinging about Twitter and Instagram and and, and I'm saying you can't just keep going to the same material every single... I'm banning it. I'm placing a ban. Yes, from this time forward, I'll accept the ban. I'll let you from next week. Next week's our last one for the year. But then after that, that's it.
Yes. Okay. <laughs> Done. Okay. Guilty, Your Honour. All right. We have to... Let's talk about a bit of football. Uh, State of Origin is on the way. Feels weird, doesn't it? It's November. We're doing Origin. We just had a game and we've got one in another two days. We'll talk about it right after this. Oh, poetry in motion. The best place to catch an Origin same-game multi is Sportsbet. It's never been easier to find more markets, more offers and bigger odds. If it's a same-game multi, it's Sportsbet. Welcome back and... uh, we're about to talk origin. I'm just reading a tweet here. Rugby is going to be on Stan. Wow. Stan is going to go into the world of sport, of, of uh, like KO. So there you go. That's Rugby will be on uh, Foxtel after 25 years. It's gone. It's now on Channel 9. That's a good... They'll have some big nights with the Wallabies, but um, Stan will have the rest of it. Dan, the punters have reacted. <laughs> Look at this. Office for the day. They're coming in thick and fast. Oh, here we yeah, go. Here we go. Here oh, we go. Look at this. Go the punters is what I'm saying. Uh, here's uh, Sergio. Uh, he's in a Zoom meeting, Sergio. Well, good on you, Sergio. Adams, he's uh, digging a trench. That's Trucky Life, says Adam. Good on you, Adam. Who else we got here? Oh, here's... Uh, it's Kenny. Yeah, the Dunny. It's... Um, that's uh, Maddie there, just cleaning it out. Oh, Carl from Cowra. Oh. This is his day. Look so where he's put today. himself, that bloke. He's right in there. Don't tell me that's not on purpose. So keep them coming in. Uh, just tweet us and hashtag office for the day. Just tell us what you're doing. Send us through. And for those who are on the podcast, Joel, you didn't get to see that. You can catch up on it by the way, uh, as easy as you like. Joel, can you spend your time planning gags for your three-hour radio show, <laughs> uh, please, uh, rather than doing it here? <laughs> How are you finding three hours of radio every day? It's good. It's good. It hasn't broken you yet. No, 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 no. It will at I'll some tell you, point, but we, but it, you sound like you're enjoying yourself. Yeah, yeah. The first, the very first episode, we got there about nine o'clock, playing the whole day. God, now that. we get about nine minutes to the show starting. And that, <laughs> it's funny. It exa- yeah. So I had a six o'clock show, six to one hour, and I turned up at eleven a.m. on the first day. Yeah. Like, you know, you just completely, you've blown all your energy by the time That's you get right. there. You go, what do we do? So we just go after. Like when you're in a pub, you don't have a script, do you? You no. just go wherever it goes, and that's. That's sort of the angle we're taking. Um, we get to Wednesday night. Uh, let's talk about last Wednesday, the monumental upset. Did the odds makers get it wrong or did the Blues just have a, a Barry Crocker? Uh, both. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know about – I don't know if we got it wrong. Like the, the first half – Yeah, I don't think you did at, either. At halftime, um, I was on I was on New South Wales, obviously, but at, but at halftime I wasn't at all concerned. There was a few errors that they made um, from players' uncharacteristic like errors, and I thought if they got that um, sorted, Queensland didn't look like scoring at all in that first half, and it was only on the back of a couple of really poor missed tackles and a, and a bad error that they did score in the in the second half. So I don't know. I don't, I don't think a heap has to change for New South Wales to win that comfortably. Um, and the fact that the odds are probably reflecting the fact in game two that mm. game one wasn't wrong, uh, if that makes sense. Well, let's put up some odds now and uh, some facts and figures here as we get to game two. Well, that's tumbled in even more. Blues $1.32. That, they're even shorter for this game. See, that, Joel, I don't get. I don't get how can the Blues be even shorter for this game when they are now proven to have some frailties and the Maroons have proven to be a little better than what we thought, $3.40. $3.40. Way too big. It's way, way too big. Brimson's a big out, by the way, because I thought he had a terrific yeah. debut, but it's way too big. I mean, there was some word coming out that, you know, the Blues weren't terribly excited about going back into camp. Queensland were the fresher team. 
I have got this, and as I did in the first game, far closer to a flip of the coin. What was the half-time price, Sean? Because they had a huge win behind them. They were dominating shots on goal, Queensland, in the first half. I actually couldn't believe... I still felt very confident at halftime Queensland would win. What was the price at halftime? Uh, I don't remember off the top of my head what the what the price was, but it's it's funny you say that because I I sort of felt the, the the opposite to that. I just they didn't have to correct a lot in order to really put the foot down, but obviously it didn't it didn't play it like that, and and Queensland really did um, dominate them in that in that second half. So Are fair you- fair play, but. Mm. You must be yeah. Nostradamus, Joel, because honestly, we're in the box of Triple M, going, "Oh my God, this is going to be a, 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 this is going to be the longest three weeks of our lives at halftime." We all thought New South Wales was going to kill them in the second half. But didn't you see the breeze? Like even that first kickoff, it was a pretty hefty southerly. I get that. I get it was a strong breeze, but the way they were dominating down the middle, they were doing everything better than Queensland. Anyway, you're proven correct. Weather, as we look at the uh, odds uh, in terms of the uh, head-to-head in um, in the line. Uh, nine and a half. Nine and a half. Start. And look at the money. Eighty percent for the Blues. At a, obviously a dollar ninety each or two. The weather windy and twenty four. So it's going to be dry, but maybe a bit of wind again at um, at ANZ Stadium, which is more of a swirly. Once it gets into that ground, it, it swirls. But um, let me ask you this: If there was an Australian team pick today, who are the halves? Oh, Munster and Cherry Evans. Yeah, I mean, oh, and then the, the the dummy halves, Cook and the fullback, Tedesco. But I, I, I mean, it's you've got the Australian halves in your team. This is why I thought Queensland were too big of a price last time. Even though I thought the Blues would win was because of the spine of Queensland, where at least at least experienced six and seven. You knew what you were going to get with Jake Friend. Uh, who made a couple of mistakes with the ball, but made 60 tackles. And I love Brimson. I'm a Brimson freak. So I thought, geez, okay. And and a young forward pack, Fasuma Alawi, was everything we expected him yeah. to be. What a gun he is. Oh, Mo Fodawaker comes into the side. Yeah. Uh, see, people are saying worst ever Queensland side. I mean, I think that they're seeing names like Sammy. And, and, and I thought Sammy was okay in that, in that first nah, origin. He was, he was rubbish. But, but, Come on, he was but, rubbish. But, but Hess is gone and Sammy probably won't be there. The mail is, I think Corey Allen might come into the side. Yeah. So actually, yeah. as we go to air, if Corey Allen's coming to the side, he probably plays fullback. So any markets around Valentine Holmes. Oh, on who, the wing. Who'd go on the wing. Oh, get, just get involved. So that'd be the play as we're talking right now. Another play as well. Don't be surprised if Stephen Crichton ends up playing. I, I heard there was some kind of doubt around Jack Whiten. And really? Just, yeah, that's what I'm hearing. Really? And just on that, statistically, Cody Walker and Jerome Luai for 2020, if you go through their stats, they're just about identical. That being the case, if Crichton was to play, who I'd have him there anyway, the kid's a superstar, why wouldn't you give... Because if Nathan Cleary, if they get beat, they're going to come for Cleary, aren't they? The whole world's going to be saying, yes. uh, it's Cleary's fault, hasn't had a try, all those sorts of things. Hey, hang on, no, don't, don't. he has not had a try assist, a line break assist, yeah. or a line break yeah. in six origins. Yeah. It's not an insignificant stat. No, it's not. But he's had plenty of those with a bloke he plays at club with, being yeah. Jerome Luai, who's been picked in the squad. So if he's been picked in the squad and now doesn't get his chance, was he actually ever going to play and why was he picked in the squad? So... I just think you've got to, if they're statistically identical, Cody Walker and also Jerome Luai, then to back Cleary, you've got to have Luai on the side, don't you? No. Why? Because it's not club football. I understand that, but they've already tried Cody Walker and Cleary and it didn't work. Can I just say this with regards to um, Cleary? 
and 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 that stat I brought up is valid. But for remember the first few games of his Origin career, his job was to distribute, yep. kick in the corners, and to make tackles, which almost remains the same way. Right, but that was his job. He it was Maloney was the man who was the creator, or who else was it? Was Maloney, and there was another player on his outside who was there to be the creator. So I do feel sorry for him in that regard. Is that his job? was simply to be a traffic cop. Yeah, I understand that. Right. Get to his kicks, Not now, though. Not now. No. Now he's got to be create. Like, there's a lot of sideways stuff, wasn't there, from the Blues on, <clears> on Wednesday night. But statistically, Cody Walker's not going any better than Luai. So wouldn't you put the guy he's comfortable with? Like, if he's... I'm not even suggesting that Cleary should be the halfback, to be honest with you. But I'd actually go Cleary and White and fully fit. That's what I would do. I would have had White at six. Yeah, I would have had White at six because he's a runner and Cleary's an organiser. If it's on the chopping block for me, the game's at ANZ Stadium. I've got the two last two Clive Churchill medalists uh, playing there, excluding this year's one, right? That's what I would be doing. But... um, if you're going to go Cleary, just back the kid. Give him Luai, give him Yo, who's there, give him Crichton. That's but what I'd be doing. Didn't Munster teach us all the lesson about what a good 5'8 does in Ori? He runs. Yeah, well, he's Luai a runs. runner. Luai's a runner. Not like, no, but I mean bashing and. Bo- Luai's, you know, is uh, cagey and, uh, and nimble. Hmm. And, and that can work, but you've got to be a tough runner in Origin. And Cam Munster. Was when when, it, when, it, when he hit the button, he was hitting the line hard and and getting little offloads away. That, okay. And that's Jack White. Right, that's okay. Jack White. Okay, let, let's get ahead of the curve, right? Because people like to whinge after the matter. Let's assume that Queensland win the game. Mm. What are we talking about on the podcast next week? Oh, it's Nathan Cleary. Well, who, who's the halves? <laughs> he is Mitchell. Pe- if, if they don't win this week, he is Mitchell Pierce, Mark Two. So, who's the halves next week if they don't win? Well, now you've Whiten's interesting. Because now if he's injured... No, I, I don't know for a fact, but I'm hearing that he's not 100%. Mm. But just assume everyone's available. I, I, I just don't... I don't get I what, they, what they stand to... What they stand to gain by, by dropping Cleary. Like, I think everyone agrees he's yeah, going to be the halfback for that side for the next, you know, better part of 10 years, probably. Um, now, it's a very small sample that we're that we're bagging him on as well. Six games isn't a... You know, it's not a career. Um so we know he's a gun, and I think he was probably put under the pump by some of the service that he got the other night. I think Cook sold him a few really bad balls. He just needs a bit more time, um, and I think we'll see the best of the best of Nathan Cleary. I agree with Shorty. So keep this on the logger tape. I'm tipping Queensland to win this game, and next week's team will be Cleary and all the Panthers, and they'll win that third game. And people will be saying, "Where was that in game two? There yeah. you go. Okay, all right. Um, can I ask uh, our producer Shane? Not now, but load up a, a Bambi, please, for the end of the show. Just load it up for the end. Of the, I've just got. <laughs> I think I'm on your sites, am I? Hey, no, 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 no. no, no I promise no. you, not. No, no, no. no. But I, I'm now going to go down a social media path. Uh, let's look at some same game multis, please, uh, for this game. How do we go? with our same games. I know I did badly. Uh, well, why the over? I, I was uh, disappointed that we didn't have many points in, in game number one. Um, are we thinking game number two might have points or I think we might be going down the same path, actually. Yeah, I think so. Uh, my, is it not points? Yeah. I think it, it, my, my issue, I, I, I still don't see where Queensland really get a lot of points from, to be honest. like They, they put 18 on the board last week, but... It wasn't through much of their own doing. Uh, but New South Wales and other, I'll see points all over that park. So um, we'll probably get to my tip 
in the game a bit later. But I think it's going to go under, but it's going to be New South Wales points if that's the angle. Okay. Uh, by the way, here's a bingo, uh, Joel. This is a good one. So you've got to get three out of these five to score a try. Tedesco, Gutherson, Walker, Gagai, Munster. Nice. That's a good one. So yeah. three out of the five score, Ka-ching. you get $5.50. Uh, and if, if any of the listed players withdraw prior to the match, the replacement name in the position will act as a substitute. Kurt Capel played all right in the centres, didn't he? He did. He did. Uh, my same game multi last game, Dan, <laughs> uh, we went so close. We went so close. Maroons 1-12 to 12 I had last time. I'm staying with that. Mm. Tino Fasul Malaawi. I'm happy to throw him in. And I'm also happy to throw this bloke in. No, that'll do. Right? Wow. Uh, so, but I've got to, Is that getting you to 22, yeah. 25? So, so, so what I did in game one, I took Queensland 1-12. to 12. Yes. I took... Who did I have to score for Queensland? Uh, it'll come to me in a moment. Who did score, actually? Uh, Brimson. Brimson to score Brimson a try. and Whiten. Whiten at 36 We all bucks. got done over by Whiten. By Whiten. Never saw it. Never nah. saw the buddy ball. So I'd either mm. go that way or I'd go Maroons 1-12. to 12, mm. Valentine Holmes to score a try. Yeah, I like that. And then whoever else like, you want to throw in there. So Josh okay. Adekar would be a good one. All right, Sean Ormerod, give us your multi-same game, please. Yeah, it was no good um, last week, but it's pretty pretty similar. I've got uh, New South Wales thirteen plus. Um, cool. I, 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 yeah, I, I don't see. I know the result obviously didn't go their way last week, but I'm approaching this game very very similar. And Angus Crichton to score a try as well. He's obviously coming in for for Cordner. He's going to play um, big minutes and has scored a lot of tries at club level um, this year. And I really, they didn't hit that that left edge as much as um, I expected them to last week. And I, I'd love to, love for them to, to run the ball down that down that edge a lot more on Wednesday night. I think he's going to be in for a lot of traffic. Okay, I'm a little confused by the possible result. I, I think the Blues as well, but I don't trust them. So I've just gone a same game try scorer multi, um, and two reliable uh, try scorers: Dane Gagai, who didn't score, but my God, he was magnificent again, and Josh Adokar. And I just like the odds of this: five dollars seventy-five. I think it's a juicy. Adokar is a certainty to score every time he plays. It seems in Origin and, and Gagai. How could you? How could you? Um, how could you say he? He's not going to score. Was the fox in the bingo? No, I no. Think, okay, no. I was thinking. I was going to say, well, then Yangle might be better off going into the bingo. But um, if you do like those two to score, but I love that. I love what you got there. Mm, all right. Uh, where are we? Where? Oh, okay. I'm told I've got to do my Bambi. Okay, so let's let's do it. Have we got an intro? <laughs> So, tweet just came through from the Herald Sun. I've got to be careful there, my employers, uh, News Limited. After her public marriage breakdown to Jimmy Bartell, speculation has swirled over whether Nadia will change her name. Now, she's put the issue to bed. And here's my bambi. Oh, oh first time. <laughs> Grab the mic, get ready to drop it. <laughs> no one gives a f about Nadia Bartell. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And... I hope the, I hope the, uh, I hope the beeping works. No one cares about. Hasn't he? He's really loosened up on the old f bombs on this show. Oh, because I, like, I trust Shane. Years yeah. ago, but couple years gonna, ago, you couldn't get out of here. Yeah, because because <laughs> I was the editor of the show back then, and I didn't trust myself to remember where I did, and I couldn't be bothered having to go back and find it. Well, Shane Gold, he's our producer now. Yeah. Can go, Honestly, so where where do no you? No one gives a. F- about Nadia Bartel. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's the amount of, of of ink that that person receives. I was going to say lady, but then I thought it sounded sexist. It, it, 
Okay, who would you like to read more about? Okay, if you had to read an hour's worth on one no, person. You but, uh, no, your Bambi power rankings. Yes. Are you reading more about Phoebe Burgess? Oh. Roxy Jacenko. Oh, great stuff. <laughs> or Nadia. <laughs> What's your power rankings? Oh, he's gone. He's, what? he's left. <laughs> he's left. Hi, I'm colourful labour identity Sam Dastiari. And I'm from a podcast called I'm Usually More Professional because the geniuses at Sportsbet said, you know who knows a lot about politics? A disgraced politician, an out-of-work alleged journalist called Joe Hildebrand, and a soon-to-be out-of-work person working for the Australian newspaper called Alice Workman. This is the best, most in-depth analysis that Australia could possibly bring by three failed losers. On that budget. (laughs) On that budget. They're paying you? Yeah, didn't you guys get that? Oh, this is awkward. Come on, Dan. Come back. Come back. Come back. Okay. Just relax. Deep breaths. Just just let out all the bad energy. Come on. Oh. (laughs) I'm not even doing my hello broadcast line. You're off the bit. Okay. Can you answer the phone? Hello. Hello broadcast. Hello uh, sports bet. Get him on side. Is there a scratching? Look at this. Paul Gow. One of the greats. One of the great Aussies. One of the uh, one of our fine golfers in his Foxtel Masters polo. What a wonderful joy it is to have you. Welcome, Gowie. Oh, thanks for having me. It's Masters week. Where would you be? You're watching State of Origin and the Masters. Fantastic week. Isn't it odd? In, and, and November Masters is so weird. I mean, everything's weird this year. How... I mean, how's it going to change things, Gowie? I know the tea times are going to be all different, but um, it does feel weird that it's 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 this late in the year, and and the last the first major of the year is now the last major of the year. Yeah, well, that that's part of the weird bit, isn't it? You know, we've had to wait round the uh, the Open Championships. Uh, it was called off, so only three majors this year, and. Yeah, you know, normally we're we're over there in April covering this, and it's uh, you know everything's perfect. The azaleas are out, the weather's perfect. There's not a blade of grass out out of line. But now uh, through they through uh, summer, they've got to overseed, so the golf course will be a little bit different. It'll play longer because uh, there's 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 rye grass coming into the uh, into the Bermuda. Mm. I know that doesn't make a difference to a lot of people, but the distance the ball will go, the air's going to be heavier. The one thing won't change is that they're all playing for that green jacket and uh, they're all biting at the bit. They all haven't played enough golf this year, so uh, it'll be a little bit different. We could get a different champion out of it too. Mm. So that's the thing, Joel, is the Masters. Am I right in saying this, Gowie? Flukes don't often win. Now, you get your sort of uh, Danny Willett, very fine player, fine player, but it was sort of an outlier that he won that week, and Charles Schwartzel won. And again, these are fine players. But of all the majors, this is the one where generally the gun players do the best. Yeah, and more so now. There's more gun players, right? So when Immelman, Cabrera, and Schwartzel won it over 101, Danny Willett four years ago, 50 to one. Since then, there hasn't been any mm. go over that. Um, this is a course that they say that you have to, uh, you've had to play at least five or six times in the tournament before you're ready to do it. But the fact is, these young guns that are out there, like a Bryson DeChambeau and a Cameron Champ, Colin Molokari, who won mm. a major this year at 22 years of age, they've got big kahunas and they go out and they take on the big boys. And then there's more big boys. They're not, it's not just Tiger and Phil and Ernie anymore. There's possibly. 
20 or 30 players that can win normally at the Masters because it's such a short field, only in the 90s, that you can nearly pick them out who, you know, there's only 10 guys. But I reckon there, there might be even 40 guys that can win this week. Wow. Imagine, who, we know who Tiger Woods supports politically. Because imagine a statement Tiger Woods makes it. He's a reigning champ, by the we way. We know who Jack Nicholas supports politically. Who does he support? Well, uh, the, the the orange man. It didn't does help. he? Yeah, he put out a statement and everything. But it didn't th- help. Wouldn't this be a statement? If Tiger Woods uh, on day four yes. strolls in, not with the red, but the blue. Imagine that. Oh, I thought you were going to say with the orange. <laughs> no, with the blue. Uh, imagine that. Could he look thirty-one dollars, Gowie, for Tiger Woods? And for those who aren't as close to golf like myself, thirty-one un- unders or overs. Mate, you are cheap bastards at sports bets. Oh, Thirty, thirty-one. Do- yeah. Well, let Gowie, the expert, say, but it's unders. Yeah, that. Oh, I wouldn't back him with your money at thirty-one dollars. <laughs> wow. No chance. Uh, it, it is way unders. He hasn't played enough golf. Uh, I know he did last year. He, he led into it by winning the Zozo Championship, so he had a little bit of form going into it. Not that you need all the form in the world, but um, you need some. And golf's one of those, you know, one of those sports that uh, that you, you need a, a little bit of game going in there. So totally unders for that. That was a breakout for him last year. I happened to be there. Uh, everything fell into his lap. And the other players down the stretch, sort of when they seen him on the leaderboard, a little bit like Nicholas in his day, they all just slid off off the leaderboard when uh, when Tiger started to make a, a couple of birdies. So not enough for me. He hasn't played enough. He hasn't seen the ball go in the hole enough. And uh, there's so many more players that are, are vying for this spot. Prince of Aran has been placed the last three times in the Melbourne Cup. He's consistent, right? So who's that golfer who's just peppering the podium as far as the Masters are concerned, Gary? Because that's who I want to back. Yeah, well, he, he's already get it. he's already got my money. Is so there's there's two actually. It's McElroy and Dustin Johnson. And mm. Dustin Johnson played for the first time since the Masters. Uh, sorry, since the U.S. Open, which is six weeks. Uh, he's the best player. These are the two best players in the field, and the mm. reason they're ten and twelve dollars or thirteen bucks is because they are the best players, and we're waiting for them to to chime in this golf course. Uh, and they both play extremely well round here, but haven't got over the line. I just think they're perfect. They, they're long hitters. Uh, it's going to take somebody that's a long hitter to win round here. They've got magnificent short games. McElroy better chipping than than Dustin. But Dustin's just that methodical. He's quite a boring player to watch. He just sort of mopes along and does his thing. But at the end of the day, he makes a bucket load of birdies. This week in Houston, his first week back, he was five over through six holes and nearly won the golf tournament. So he went on to have 13 or 15 birdies after that, which was pretty damn good. So you are not tipping the hateable Bryson DeChambeau, who I imagine the golf world is almost cheering against him not because he's hateable even though he, he is Joel he's, yeah. he just seems like a prick <laughs> uh, but but the way he plays if, if he if he dominates this course if he if he kills this course that's a real worrying sign for the game isn't it no you're right Dan it's spot on and this week uh, he went out with a, a practice round with Sandy Lyle probably the shortest hitter that'll be playing there uh, that's won the Masters and he hit anyone that watches the Masters a second hole to par five. It's normally um, a driver and maybe a three iron. Hit driver eight iron. Oh, to it. no. Uh, he hit a seven iron to the 11th. Um, no, sorry, a nine iron to the 11th. Long par four. You know, guys are normally hitting five and six irons in. He's absolutely ripped it apart through that perfect weather. Not a, not a cloud in the sky, no wind. 
But at the end of the day, I, the reason I don't think he's going to win is his chipping is just okay, and and you've got to putt well around the Masters, and he can't take on his. There's a book. There's a there's a yeah the green book greens yeah a green map book, which is I tell you what, it's not cheating, but it's close to it because um, it gives you every turn on the green. So the art of putting uh, has gone out the door with these books. So I think. He won't have that book. He relies so much on his numbers and he is the mad scientist. And I, I quite like what he's doing in the game. He's, he's pushing it, um, you know, to another level where Tiger did it, you know, 15, 20 years ago and, and they didn't like it. They had to, you know, you know, put back tees at Augusta. They had to pe- uh, Tiger-proof it, would you mm. say, that, you know, so he didn't shoot so low. Bryson could be that man. He could be doing mm. that again, but he's still got to putt well. And I, I'm not going to put any money on him this week purely because of the putting. And you drive for show and you putt for day. Righto, Gow. If I'm spending 100 bucks on the Masters, based on what you're saying, I'm going to have 50 on Johnson to get about 500 back, uh, 40 yep. on McElroy at $13 to get a similar amount back. So yes. I've got 10 bucks to spend on a roughie. Who's, who's my roughie as my saver? Yeah, I'm going to go to Cam Smith. Oh, I knew he was going to say that. Yeah. Yep, yep. He's at fifty-one dollars yeah. around that mark. Perfect. Uh, just one well. early in the we- uh, year in Hawaii. He had a bit of a rough trot in the middle, but in the last four yeah. weeks, his game has turned around. This guy has got one of the best short games in the world. Um, Zach Johnson won around this golf course in two thousand and seven when it was really long and it was overcast and it was it was it was he couldn't get to any of the par fives in two, so he didn't. He didn't even try. That's what Cam will do this week. He's a lot longer hitter than Zach, but he'll just wedge the brains out of it. He'll just keep hitting wedges and holing putts, and and he'll just be that little Queensland dog that nips at your heels. Mm. It's just you know upsetting because I think at fifty one dollars he's our best Aussie chance. Mm, you get some nice odds on him because Jason Day had a good week, so uh, you get some nice odds. Uh, Four dollars, Cam Smith to be top Aussie. Okay. I, uh, yeah. You know what I love about Gowie? We hate the same people, and that's and that's that's my favourite part of Gowie. But you can see Gowie and all week on uh, Fox, yep. the Masters Channel. Every time they do this, people honestly, and I'm one of these people, particularly this week. Now that we're in this weird time of year, we'll put it on the Golf Channel and just leave it there for the you, you know you you can relive Greg Norman's Masters collapses. Oh, it's a wonderful <laughs> thing. You can see all the Tigers wins and all the great Masters. Yeah. Adam Scott, you can never watch that. So um, it's a wonderful concept. And uh, when, uh, Friday morning it all starts. Now I know it all starts Friday morning, Gary, on Fox Sports. But are the times the times are different this time because they have to fit it around American football and the sunlight. Yeah, they certainly do. They're two hours less with the sunlight, so they'll, they'll be off early. So it's, it's 5 a.m. and 5.03 for the first three days. And, and the key one to your listeners will be the 2 a.m. on Monday morning so, uh, on 5.03. So it's a 2 a.m. start. Uh, there's a lot of – in Australia, they have a lot of golf courses where they have a master's breakfast, then yes. they go out and play. So they might watch – you know, they'll get there at um, you know probably their threes and fours in the morning, then go out for an early start and and beers by ten o'clock. So <laughs> it should be a great day on Monday, especially if uh, an Aussie gets up. Uh, Gowie, pleasure to have you, mate. We'll have you. We'll have you on for the next major, which will funnily enough be the Masters. Oh wow! Yeah, in April. Wow. That is correct. Thanks, fellas. See you, see you Gary. Gary. And Thanks, you can see mate. it all on KO as well. Excellent. There we go. So. Um, uh, uh, that's it, I think. I think we're nicely covered. 
He's done well there with our Masters bets. Yeah, absolutely. So $100 I'm spending based on Gowie. We've got $50 on Johnson, McElroy, 40 yes. 10 bucks, Cam Smith. Yes, Gamble, there we go. And I'm just saying this just so I, it, when I brag John Rahm. But that's only I'm not so, when Gowie says it, you listen to Gowie. Yep, yep. But I'm just saying in case John Rahm wins, I can say, hey, I was on You're that. You're on it. You, you, you will believe me. All right, that's it. Enjoy your origin. Absolutely. Uh, good luck to your boy who's had the... He's had good. A- yeah, he's good. Thank you, Dan. And everyone have a great week. And most importantly, gamble responsibly. See you in Dan's office. <laughs>